0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for our disgrace to come spend time in your presence. Lord, in your presence, the word says there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures evermore. So, Lord, I thank you this morning for joy in your presence. Thank you for this joy of knowing you. Thank you for this joy of being able to call you Father. Lord, I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. That was shared on the cross of Calvary for my sins. Thank you, Lord God, because I can come this morning and in boldness call you Father. Be glorified, be exalted. For who you are this morning, I worship you. Because you are a great God, I worship you this morning. Because you are a loving God, I worship you this morning. Because you are faithful, you are faithful to keep your word. Lord, you are not a man. You do not lie. You will never recount what you have said. So this morning, I declare, Lord, blessings to your name. I declare honor to your name in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we have come. We have come once again to fellowship. We have come once again to learn in your presence. We ask, Lord, as speak, speak to our hearts. Lord, we ask this morning, help us to retain the word. Help us to become doers of this words. Let your name alone be glorified in our lives. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. A good morning, a good afternoon, good evening to everyone who has joined into uh, our podcast and devotional this morning. I am Murphy Eye Nike saying welcome to you. All uh, right, we continue our reading of the book of uh, First Chronicles. Yesterday, we stopped on chapter 9, where we saw uh, the, the records of those who returned from exile those who return from exile remember i said uh, from now on gradually we begin to focus on the nation of judah alone on the nation of judah alone very important that you know for those who return from exile are they from israel or are they from judah majorly this is uh, judah's account okay because they do not return together all right let's take first chronicles we take chapter 10 11 and 12 today chapter 10 we see the death of Saul you know we were saying when we read the account in uh first king um there were it seems there were two conflicting records uh there was the account that Saul you know committed suicide you know and then there was the account of this man who came to David and told David that he was the one who killed who killed Saul you know and uh, thinking that David was going to reward him and <clears throat> of course David uh put him to death so first chronicles help us you know um chapter 10 will help us you know to confirm the true accounts of what really happened to saul in chapter 11 we begin to see david would now take over you know remember that david had been um King in Judah, you know, for uh, for about seven years before he eventually became uh, became uh, the king over the whole nation of Israel. So you have to take that into account uh, when some of the rec- this records are being given. Some of them were given when he was king for Judah, Judah alone. Very important. Okay, so please get your Bibles. Let's read together. Um, so read about the death of Saul. First, it says, "Now the Philistines attacked Israel and the." men of israel fled before them many were slaughtered on the slopes of mount gilboa the philistines are closed in on saul and his sons and they killed they killed three of his sons jonathan abinadab and makil shua okay so we know how um Actually, Samuel prophesied this when Saul went to, you know, consult, you know, a medium and wanted to see Samuel. And Samuel told him, by this time tomorrow, you and your sons will be here with me. So we see see uh, how... Saw that Saul died with three of his sons. Since the first three, since the fighting grew very fierce around Saul, and the Philistine archers caught up with him and wounded him. Saul groaned to his armor bearer, Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come to taunt and torture me. But his armor bearer was afraid and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it okay so that was also that he died he actually commuted Suicide. He committed suicide. And you, um, I'm telling you, there are not too many people in the Bible who committed, you know, committed suicide, took their own lives. So, um, yes, there are people like that in the Bible. And of course you can see that, uh, Saul is one of them. I'm sure you have seen, um, you would have realized that Samson himself committed suicide when he uh, pushed on the stone and said, let me die with the Philistines. Literally committed suicide too. All right. So, um, for those you know, that struggle with this um i think um, one help you can get is just turn to god yes turn to god god is willing to listen and help you overcome whatever challenge it is that is uh so strong in your heart verse five says that when his armor bearer realized that saul was dead so that was also died he committed suicide when he realized that he was dead he fell on his own sword and died so Saul and his three sons died there together, bringing his dynasty to an end. When all the Israelites in the Jezreel Valley saw that their army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their towns and fled. So the Philistines moved in and occupied their towns. So, uh, yes, we know these accounts, you know, that... Um, When, as the Israelites lost, you know, the Philistines moved in, you know, and occupied some of those towns and some of these towns will not be taken back again until until David becomes becomes king and begin to, to deal with the Philistines verse 8 says the next day when the Philistine when the Philistines went out to strip the dead they found the bodies of Saul and his sons on Mount Geboah. so they stripped of Saul's armor and cut off his head. Then they proclaimed the good news of Saul's death before their idols and to the people are Unto the people throughout the land of Philistia, uh, they placed his armor in the temple of their gods, and they fastened his head to the temple of Dagon. Hmm. Remember this this uh, temple, right? Where they took the ark and the ark of God to, and Dagon kept on falling until he, he broke into pieces. Yes, that was where they took the head, the head of Saul. So, eleven says, but when everyone in Jabesh-Gilead, everyone had about everything the. The had done to saul all their mighty warriors brought the bodies of saul and his sons back to jabesh so obviously without his head okay uh, then they buried their bones uh, beneath the great trees at jabesh and they fasted for seven days yeah in re- i'm sure you remember this account because it says then they buried their bones. It says they brought back the bodies, but they buried their bones. So we remember this account that actually they burnt them. Hmm? They burnt them literally. Uh maybe gave give them um Burials for kings, you know, they literally burned them in the fire, and then it was their bones, their remaining bones, that were uh, that were buried. So very important that you don't uh, you don't miss that. So they buried their bones beneath the gate, the great three of Jabesh, and they fasted for seven days. So one of the things you would have noticed is that Saul is the only king that was buried outside Jerusalem. Mm, Yes. Once David would become king and then capture Jerusalem, most of the kings of Judah were buried. Yes, were buried right there in Jerusalem. Apart from when they were now taken to exile. So Saul died, verse 13, because he was unfaithful to the Lord. Yes, he says there that he was unfaithful. But we know, we know the accounts. We know that uh, it wasn't just that Saul was unfaithful. Saul just refused refused he just could not trust god it was it was quite terrible he just could not trust god at every turn at every point in time he would rather trust in people he was scared his his esteem was in his own his own strength you know he just could not put his trust in god it says here that because he was unfaithful to the lord he failed to obey the lord's command and he even consulted a medium hmm. So, yes, one of these things that God didn't like about what he did. He went to consult a medium when he could not get God. Of course, remember how the Bible says the Spirit of God left him. Hmm. Verse 14 says, instead of asking the Lord for guidance, so the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. So yes, the Bible says here that the Lord killed him. But Um, Of course, you know that the account wasn't that God was the one that went to go and kill him, right? You can see that the Philistines were the one who killed him. So whenever the Bible uses terms like this, you have to be very careful. It wasn't that God killed him. God just moved back. Okay, moved back from him. Like, for example, you remember when the Bible says that a spirit from the Lord began to torment him? Uh, it doesn't mean you know God does not have any evil spirit to torment anybody. It just means that because the spirit of God withdrew from him. And evil spirit began to torment him. Okay, very important. Okay, that completes chapter 10. Let's go on to chapter 11. So, this will give us the account of how David became king and uh, yes, his mighty warriors. I'm sure you remember those guys, very powerful guys. Let's go on. It says, Then all Israel gathered before David at Hebron and told him, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, uh, even when Saul was king, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord your God told you, you will be the shepherd of my people Israel. You will be the leader of my people Israel. So there at Ibram, David made a covenant before the Lord with all the elders of Israel, and they anointed him king of israel just as the lord had promised uh through samuel i'm sure when uh when you read that account like that it wasn't it didn't really go just like that because after david became king you know it was judah really that was um it was king over it wasn't king over the whole nation of israel um Saul's son continued, you know, to to fight against to fight against uh, David, and Israel followed him, you know, for that seven years when David was was king over Judah. Okay, so very important to note that, that it was when um, that son was killed. Remember how Abner died, and uh, the nation then came and was then now united united you know to um united under david so that was what happened in the verse we just read in verse 3 when they came to ebron and then made a covenant with david verse 4 says then david and all israel went to jerusalem or jebus as it used to be called where the jebusite the original inhabitants of the land were living and the people of jebus taunted david saying you will never get in here but David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now called the city of David. David had said to his troops, Whoever is first to attack the Jebusite will become the commander of my armies. And Joab, the son of David's sister, Zeruiah, was first to attack. So he became the commander of David's army. Hmm. So we now know. The reason why Joab was the commander of David's army, it was because of this particular fight. David made the fortress his home and that is why it is called the city, the city of David. So remember, if you see this in any trick question, why is the fortress called the city of David? Yes, because David made the fortress his home, and that's why it is called the city of David. Eight, he extended the city from the supporting terraces to the surrounding area, while Joab rebuilt the rest of Jerusalem. And David became more and more powerful because the Lord of heaven's army was with him. Verse 10, these are the leaders of David's mighty warriors together with all israel did um, these are the leaders of david's mighty warriors together with all israel they decided to make david their king just as the lord had promised concerning israel here is the record of david's mighty warriors the first was joshua Bim, the the archmonite uh, uh the Akmonite who was leader of the tree remember that there was these three mighty guys right yes you have joshua um the first the Akmonite who was the leader of the tree the mightiest warrior among david's men he once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle next in rank you know okay so I want to point something very important out here. There are times where you will read some record and it looks like when you read the accounts uh, the accounts in First Kings and you read the accounts here, it looks like they are different okay so um one of the things I have learned about the Bible is that the person that wrote the Book of First King and those that wrote First Chronicles are obviously different people. So one of the things you must always learn is that it is possible that they are talking about two different uh, incidents. So if you read this account, I think it was 600 or 800 warriors that he, 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 that he fought against and he killed on his own. Yes, this Joshua ben guy, you know, when the account was given to us in First Kings. So it doesn't mean that the Bible is wrong. It just means that uh, instances where the Bible the two writers are talking about two different things, and I'm telling you, you will see this when we come to um yes, when we come to the um to the gospels, when we are reading the gospels and they are giving us things that Jesus did. There are times where you see that it seems that there are differences in the accounts that took uh two of, of the disciples or the apostles were given. Um, yes, just pay attention to this. Uh, usually they are describing it looks like it's the same thing, but no, they are describing two separate incidents. Very important that we note that. So yes, he killed 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Elisa, son of Dodai, a descendant of a- Eh-oha. Ehoha. He was the, He was with David when the Philistines gathered for battle at Pass damim and attacked the Israelites in the field full of barley. Uh, the Israelite army fled, but Elisa and David held their ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord saved them by giving them a great victory. Verse 15, once uh, when David was at the rock near the cave, cave of Adullam, I'm sure you can never forget this particular instance, uh, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim Rephaim uh, the, uh, the 3 who were among the 30 an elite group among David's fighting men went down to meet him there David was staying in the stronghold at that time and the Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem David remarked longingly to his men oh how I would love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem so the tree broke through the Philistines Lines. I drew some water from the well by the gates in Bethlehem and brought it back to David. But David refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. God forbid that I should drink this! He exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of this of this man who risked their life, their lives, to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. And these are examples of the exploits of the tree. Verse twenty, Abishai, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. And let me take verse twenty again. Uh, Abishai, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. But hold on, I think oh, only two of them were mentioned uh, for whatever reason. Okay, so we notice that only two of them were were among the mighty men, Eliza. Elisa and um, Jashobim were mentioned. So, but we know that if you read the account, you know I think that should be in <clears throat> Second Samuel. We know that there was a third person. Yes, uh, Shama, uh, the son of Agi, was the third person. Remember, it's just account. So it's not that it wasn't. There wasn't three of them. There were three of them. You had Shama, Elisa, and Jashobim. Okay, the three of his mightiest warrior. Verse 20. Okay, so let's go on. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the 30. He once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was uh, the most famous of the 30 and was their their commander, though he was not one of the three. Uh, there was also Ben hiah son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kapzil. He did many heroic deeds, uh, which included and uh, killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day he chased the lion down into a pit and killed it. Once Armed only with a club, he killed an Egyptian warrior who was seven and a half feet tall, and uh, um, who and who was armed with a spear as thick, uh, thick as a weaver's beam. <laughs> who goes to fight a seven and a half feet man, you know, with, with his bare hands? Beniah was just strange, but yes, notice Beniah was one of those who killed lions with his bare hands. You had David have Samson. And then Beniah. So for those who uh, take records in the Bible seriously or Bible quiz, please remember that. Okay, so Beniah wrenched the spear from the Egyptians and, and killed him with it. 24, deeds like this made beniah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the 30, though he was not one of the three. And David made him captain of the, of his bodyguard, remember that it was this Beniah that you know was able to that installed Solomon as king. Uh, he was the one that David trusted to then install Solomon as king. David's mighty warriors also included Asahel, Joab's brother; El-Hanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem; Shammah from Arad; Elez from Pelon; Ira, son of Ikesh from Tekoa; Abiaza from Anathoth. Sibeka from Usha, Zalmon from Ehoha, Mahare from Netophar, Eled, son of Bahana from Netophar, uh, Itai, son of Ribai from Gibeah in the land of Benjamin, Benhaya from per- Perathon, Urai from near nah- Nahal-Gahash, abi Abiyabon from Araba, Asmavet from Elia Eliaba from Shahabah, Shahabon The sons of Jash, Jashin from Gizon Jonathan, son of Shagi from Ara Ahi, Ahi, Ahiham, son of Shara from Ara El, Eliphal, son of Or Ephah from Mekirah Ahijah from Pilon, Ezro from Camel, Pahare son of Esbai, Joel son of Nathan, Mib, Mibha son of Agri, zeg, Zelek from Ammon, Nahare from Beheroth, the armor bearer of Joab's son of, son of Zeriah, Ira from Jatai, Gareb from Jatai, Uriah the Itite, Zabab, son of al Adina, son of Shezar, Shiz- the Reubenite leader who had 30 men with him, Anan, son of Mahaka, Josaphat, Josaphat from um, Mithna, Uziah from Ashtaroth, Shama and Jael, the sons of Otan from Aroha, Jedi, Jedi, Jediael, son of Shimri, Joha his brother, from Tiz, Eliael, Eliel from Mahava, Jeriba and Joshaviah, the sons of El-Nam, Itba from Moab, Eliel and Obed, Jahasiel from Zobah, so these are David's, you know, uh mightiest warriors. So we just got the account of the 30. We didn't get this account properly when they were given to us. I think that was in 2 Samuel. I'm not sure it's in, in first, it was in 2nd Samuel. All right, let's conclude this one today by reading uh first Chronicles chapter 12. Yeah, we we'll read about Continue reading about the warriors and, and uh, that joined David's army. Actually, so verse 1 the following men joined David at Ziklag uh, while he was hiding from Saul, son of Kish. Uh, they were among the warriors who fought beside David in battle. All of them were expert archers and they could shoot arrows or sling stones with their left hand as well as their right. Uh, they were all relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Hmm. The leaders the leader was ah, ah, Ahiezer, son of Shemaha. Shemaha from Gibeah. His brother Joash was second in command. These were the other warriors. You have Jeziel and Pellet, son of Asmavet, Beraka, Jehu from Anathoth Ishmael. Ismahia from Gibeon, a famous warrior and leader among the 30. Jeremiah, Jahaziel, Johanan, Juzabab from Gedira, Eluzae, Jeremoth, Bihal, 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 Shem Shemahriah, and Sheptia from Aruf, Elkanan, Ishiah, Azarel, Joel and Joshabim, who were uh, Korahites. You have jo, Jola, Zebadiah, sons of Jeroham from Gidor. Verse 8 Some brave and experienced warriors from the tribe of God also defected to David while he was at the stronghold in the wilderness. Uh, they were expert with both shield shield and spear, as fierce as lion, and as swift as there on the mountain. Ezra was their leader. Obadiah was second. Eliab was third. Mishmanam was fourth. Jeremiah was fifth. Atai was sixth. Eliel was seventh. Johanan was eighth. Elzabab was ninth. Jeremiah was tenth. Mark Barney was 11th. Uh, these warriors from God were army commanders. Uh, the weakest among them could take on a hundred regular troops, and the strongest could take on a thousand. Wow! And uh, this were the men who crossed the Jordan River, doing its seasonal flooding at the beginning of the year, and drove out all the people living in the lowlands on both the east and west banks. Um, others have others from benjamin and judah came to david at the stronghold david went out to meet them and said if you have come in peace to help me we are friends but if you have come to betray me to my enemies when i am innocent then may the lord god of our ancestors see it and punish you then the spirit came upon amasai 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 the leader of the thirty and he said we are yours david we are your on your side son of jesse peace and prosperity be with you and success to all who help you for your God for your God is the one who helps you so David let them join him and he made them officers Over his troops, some men from Manasseh defected from the Israelite army and joined David when he set out with the Philistines to fight against Saul. And I hope you remember this battle when it seems David was going to be on the side of the of the Philistines, and the Philistines said that no, uh, we can't afford David to go with us. So if he goes with us, what if the battle gets becomes stronger? He joins Saul to fight against us. See, yes. So this were some of the when David was leaving win that battlefield. There were some men that joined him. They were from Manasseh. Some men from Manasseh defected from the Israelite army and joined David when he set out with the Philistines to fight against Saul. But as it turned out, the Philistine ruler refused to let David and his men go with them. After much discussion, they sent them back. For they said, it will cost us our head if David switches loyalty to Saul and turns against us. Here is the list of the men from Manasseh who defected to David as he was returning to Ziklag. You have Abner. Josabab, Jadiel, Michael, Josabab, Elihu, Ziltai. Each commanded 1,000 troops from the tribes of Manasseh. They helped David chase down bands of raiders. For they were all brave and and able warriors who became commanders in his army. Uh, Day after day, more men joined David until he had a great army like the army of God. These are the numbers of the armed warriors who joined David at Hebron. They were all eager to see David become king instead of Saul, just as the Lord had promised. From the tribe of Judah, there were 6,800 warriors armed with shield and spear, From the tribe of Simeon there were 7,100 brave warriors. From the tribe of Levi there were 4,600 warriors. Hmm, warrior, the Levites usually shouldn't fight. Yes, but I'm telling you, uh, the Levites uh, under David took up, they wanted to fight. So there were 4,600 warriors. Uh, this included Jehoiada, a leader of the family of Aaron, who had 3,700 under his command. This also included Zadok, a brave young warrior with 22 members of his family who were all officers from the tribe of Benjamin. Saul's relative, there were 3,000 warriors. Can you imagine? When your relatives join your enemy, you know that's the end. Most of the men from Benjamin had remained loyal to Saul until this time. From the tribe of Ephraim, uh, there were 20,800 brave warriors, each highly respected in his own clan. From the half-tribe of Manasseh, west of the Jordan, 18,000 men were designated by name to help David become king. From the tribe of Issachar, there were two, 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. So yes, I remember. I remember this verse. You know, when we used to pray, then we would be say that of the sons of Israel who had understanding of the times and season. And when we are praying, you know, it would be like, Ah, okay, our ah, Lord, let the spirit that was upon these people come upon me. But it wasn't just about, you know, for them, these warriors. What made them exceptional was that they could read times and season They could read when it was time to go out, when it was time to go forward. I'm telling you, yes, it's a gift I think this Holy Spirit can also give us. Let's try and complete this. From the tribe of Zevolom, there were 50,000 skilled warriors. They were fully armed and prepared for battle and completely loyal to David. From the tribe of Naphtali, there were 1,000 officers, 37,000 warriors armed with shield and spear. From the tribe of Dan, there were 28,600 warriors, all prepared for battle. From the tribe of Ash, there were 40,000 trained warriors all prepared for battle. Verse 37 from the east side of the Jordan River, where the tribe of Reuben and Gad and half tribe of Manasseh lived, there were 120,000 troops armed with every kind of weapon. All these men came in battle array to Ebron with with the single purpose of making David the king over all Israel. In fact, everyone in Israel agreed that David should be their king. They feasted and drank with David for three days for preparation had been made by their relatives for their Arrival, and people from as far away as Issachar, Zebulon, and Naphtali brought food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen. A uh, vast supplies of far figs. Uh, fig cakes, clusters of raisin, wine, olive oil, cattle, sheep, and goats uh, were brought uh, out to, to the celebration. Uh, there was great joy throughout the land of Israel. All right, so this completes our reading for today. I don't know about you. Quite fantastic. Big reminders for us. Okay, so I want us to pray on two points today. Uh, never forget Saul. Okay, are the reason why the Bible says it was unfaithful to God. But we can always pray, Lord, help me to trust you. That's one. Yes, that spirit that was upon the sons of Asiaka. Father, Lord, give me the grace to walk with you. Give me the grace that was upon this sons of isaac that they had understanding of the times and the seasons let uh, this same grace come upon me will you pray for yourself this morning in the mighty name of jesus i receive this same grace lord i know what i am supposed to do unlike so lord i trust you completely in the mighty name of jesus father we say thank you this morning lord i thank you for everything we have read i pray for your people I receive grace for them the grace to understand the season they are in in the name of Jesus I declare you will not be confused I declare you will succeed in everything you do in the mighty name of Jesus the works of your hands are blessed in the name of Jesus I declare you will succeed in everything you do in the name of Jesus go out today return with success return with grace in the name of jesus father we thank you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day